excited. Isn't God amazing? Yes. Can we just give glory to him? Um, your time of lifting is here. Amen. Your time of lifting is here. Amen. God will make a way. He will make infrastructure Amen. in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Um, we are going to witness in our time, you know, when God goes out of his way to bless someone. You understand? Like when God goes out of his way to bless, to bless someone. That even if you are on the wrong plane, it just finds its way to Mexico where you're supposed to be going because God has gone out of his way. In other words, you cannot even make a wrong move. Amen? That is my faith. Um, as we begin today's journey, we have, we understand and more so because we are African. We understand about generational curses. But I think one of the things that we must also talk about is generational, what is the word? No, ignorance. <laughs> we must talk about generational ignorance because some things that would appear as though they are curses, they are actually a product of generational ignorance. It's not about a curse, it's just about generational ignorance. When we begin to talk about wealth and wealth creation, and we begin to talk about the kingdom, because wealth is our source, and I will repeat that again and again. God is our source, not wealth. God is our source. And, um, and, 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 and everything that we get, we get from him, and it's for a purpose. Because God is our source, then everything that he gives us has a purpose. But one of the things that we must talk about is generational ignorance. Generational ignorance. You might go for deliverance thinking that what is disturbing you is generational curses, but actually it's generational ignorance. So I was saying that your parent has been a civil servant or has worked, um, maybe whatever it is that they were doing, and they have labored in it, they have labored in it, and you have watched their lives. You have watched them struggle taking you to school. You have watched them struggle paying rent. You have seen that they have come to the place of retirement, and they don't even have a home. They don't even have a house. Yet... As you come out of school, and you enter into the same labor force, the same thing that he's doing, and expect that it will be different with you. Generational ignorance. Where I grew up, um, my, my, my dad was not, you know, did not go to college, university. My mom did not even go to school. So, so, so growing up, I found myself refusing to go to Form 1, from Class 8, just like that, because, I mean... It is what has been happening. And that can become a curse, but also it can just be a result of generational ignorance. We had an interesting conversation, and I'll tell you about Shosho uh, uh, in a few, but we had an interesting conversation with someone who was born during, you know, during, uh, before our independence and during that time. So they saw the struggle, they, they understand the struggle. And one of the things that she said to us was that during the time when the settlers, the white people would come before, you know, and they had farms and they had people working for them in their farms. During the time when the settlers were leaving, they, they were going around or even the government was going around and telling people you must buy land. And some people there were like, ah, <laughs> Mchanga. We buy sand. For what? We are not buying land. You know, at that time, they were valuing their livestock, they were valuing other things, that, but it was not land. 
So what's interesting is that you find that most of the people who bought land in those days, their children's children are still enjoying land and still believe that they can be able to buy land. But then there are, are people who never invested, even though they had the opportunity to do it, and they never invested. Particularly for me is that we had a time when we moved to, to, to Mukuru the slum. That is the slum, right? When we moved there, it was either 1992 or 1993. There was vast amount of lands in that area, Mukuru Kwachenga. People had not yet settled there. In fact, we are the ones who burned the road to enter into that place, right? And during that time, the government was selling those lands and you could be able to buy them for us the cheapest that you can ever, ever, ever. And I remember there was a conversation in our house and our dad just refused. Our parents just said, no, we are not going to buy. So the rest of the people, they bought land. And as you know, you buy land and you wait. You don't wait to buy land. So they bought it. And as they began to build, those were now the people that later on them and their children owned Wakokusema in that entire slum. And most of them even moved out, took their children to good schools. Why? Because, and here comes Omosh, and Omosh finds opportunities to buy land, but something has not yet entered my head. So even though I can buy land there for money that I have, because I've come from abroad and I'm in the slum, I can buy a house, I can rent that house, I just decide that I will not go and buy that land. So imagine if I raise my son and my son also grows up and does not see the need to buy land. So we have a generational ignorance, something that is following our bloodline, but it's not a curse. Ah, It is not, it is not a curse. So, so if you saw your father employed, they are doctors, they are engineers, they are whatever it is, but they are employed and they are working for other people and you are able to see their life and you can be able to see their pattern, it will be uh, you trying to inherit something and make something generational if you do the same thing and expect that there will be a difference. <laughs> so if they are engineers, and, and, and they never had their own company, then why don't you try to have your own company? I don't know if you understand what I'm trying to say. So we must talk about generational ignorance. Uh, Genesis chapter 27, verses 20. Genesis 27, verses 20. I want to read just one scripture from there. And uh, this is the story of the blessing. It's the story of the blessing. And um, Genesis 27 I'll read verses 20. Isaac calls Esau and tells Esau, hey, I want to bless you. Go and find something that I may eat and bless you. Go and find something that this is a concept that the devil would like you to think that it is law for you to give to be blessed. But this is happening before Moses. Do you understand what I'm saying? This is happening before the book of Leviticus is written. This is not law. This is God's dealing with a nation. This is God beginning to raise and lift up a nation. This is God becoming faithful to Abraham. He told Abraham, I will bless you. I will prosper you, your children. This is God being a blessing to Abraham. Who is the father of your faith? Not the father of the law. So he says to him, 
I know I can bless you because you're my son. But you go and get something for me so that my spirit can be excited, so that I can be, I can smile, I can smile and 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 bless you. Then the mother hears, and the mother runs to the favorite son and tells the favorite son, you know what? There's an animal there, you bring it, I will prepare it. So they brought a domesticated animal, it was prepared, it tasted like a game meat. You understand? And then it was brought. So verses 20, there's an interesting conversation. The Bible says, then Isaac said unto his son, because Esau went hunting. And the father knew that I'm going to bless you and it's going to be out of the troubles that you have gone through. Like it's going to be you have gone, you have hunted, you came, you prepared, and then you brought it to me. So you are getting the blessing. You deserve, you know, you're, you're being blessed. The Bible says, so the food is brought. And of course, the man has disguised himself as his brother. And the Bible says, and Isaac said unto his son, how is it that thou hast found it so quickly, my son? And he said, because the Lord, thy God, brought it to me. <laughs> he said, and the Bible does not say he lied. The Bible says it's because the Lord, thy God, has brought it to me. So what do you think is commonship, the entire conspiracy between the mother deciding that this blessing will go to this favorite son and everything else? He is seeing the hand of God in making it happen. So God caused the woman to be there. God caused the woman to hear that conversation because they could have talked anywhere else. The woman probably, she was somewhere, you know, but God caused her to hear. Why? Because God was helping Jacob. Because you remember, the birthright had already been sold. I was telling the, the Uber driver today that, you know, out of the two, they both left with inheritances. And I've said this here time and time again, that Esau got inheritance. He remained with everything, the land, everything that the father had. And this man, Jacob, only left with a hand over his head. And that was it. So wherever he goes, God was helping him. I pray over you today. May God help you. Because some of us, we are starting from a fresh place. We are starting from a fresh place. It's not like you're inheriting land. It's not like you're inheriting anything. But it, it has to take, it will take God. You know it will take God. And it is better when it has to take God. Because it's not dependent on man. Do you understand what I'm saying? May God help you. May God help you. In Jesus' mighty name. So he says that God brought it to me. He, this is his conversation. He's saying God brought it. To me, that's why it has taken this fast. God brought it to me. God brought it to me. Ah, God brought it to me. So later on, Genesis chapter 30, Genesis chapter 30, just a few, a few chapters. We'll read a few, a few verses, and then Genesis chapter 30. I'll read from verses 25, first to verse 28. Genesis chapter 30, verses 25 to verses. Uh, 28. The Bible says, and it came to pass when Rachel had born Joseph, that Jacob said unto Laban, send me away that I may go unto my own place and to my own country. Give me my wives and my children for whom I have served thee and let me go for thou knowest my service which I have done to thee. 
verses 27. And Laban said unto him, I pray thee, if I have found favor in thy eyes, tarry or wait, for I have learned by experience that the Lord has blessed me for thy sake. This is interesting. The Bible says that when Joseph was now born, there's been a play of all oh, this woman bringing their servant so that someone will be born. All oh, this woman bringing so and so so that someone will be born in their house. Then Joseph comes. Joseph is born of, of a woman who, who had been waiting to, to receive the blessing of the womb for, for the longest. And so, and so Laban, something hit him because he discovers that you cannot have a covenant over your life and prosper with wages. I'll take that again. Do you understand what I'm saying? You cannot have a covenant over your life and prosper with salaries. <laughs> so he says, the man says that, hey, I have, I have seen, I have seen, and, 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 and I, have, I have understood that, that, please don't go, because by being with you, I have learned first hand. I have a first hand experience of knowing that, hey, I have been blessed because of you. So that covenant was working for the boss as long as he was there. So you don't see prosperity, the one that was spoken by his father, over his life. Because he's still at the place of wages. And, and it's not just him, it is him and his children. He's saying, let me go with my wives of whom we have served you. I have served you, my wife has been serving, my wives. My children, we have been working here. We have been serving. You know, I say, let me go. Because another destiny has been born. There's, there's greatness over the life of Joseph. And I don't even think at this point he knows. But there is just something that is beckoning. You need to go. That thing, you see that thing that brings you here? That thing that tells you there is something great. There is, some, there is so much more. God has called you for so much more. That thing that causes you that when you wake up, you don't see yourself as the other people. You see yourself as important, as deserving of more favor. You see yourself as, you know, deserving of good things. You see that, that thing that is within you, that thing that is calling you for greatness. That was the very same thing that was pushing him. So he says, ah, let me go, allow me to go so, so that I can have my own home. All right? Verses 35. Verses 35. Um, did I read verse 28? I don't think I read verse 28. Um, so verse 28 says, And he said, Appoint me your wages, and I will give it. You know, count for me. By this time, he was even, he was working to eat. He was working. He was working to eat. There's something that I will mention sometime later. But let me just mention it now, so that when I mention it again, you knew that in Lipuan and Isema. Amen. My prayer for you, my prayer for all of you, my prayer for Awakening Church and our family, the rest of the ministries, my prayer for you is this, is that you will not earn to eat. You will not earn to live. Do, do you understand what I'm saying? You will not work to earn. You will not work to earn. You will not work to earn. You will work to learn. That as long as you are employed, you are working to learn. You are in a construction company. All right? 
you are not in a construction business. You are in a construction, what do you call it? Is it career? Yeah, so you are employed. I don't know if you understand. That, that God moves you from being in, 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 in hospitality profession into hospitality business. You have your hotel or you have your tour vans or you have your nini as opposed to you are employed. You are just one of the players from within. Yes, you are a doctor. All right? You are a, you are a doctor. You are in the, how do you call it? Healthcare or something, something profession. All right? My prayer is that you enter into that business. We were having that conversation as we were coming. That you enter into that. So you, as you are working, you are constantly learning. You are constantly asking questions. You are constantly the best, the best employee that they can ever get. Because you are running with the vision. You are giving it your all. You are asking questions. You are bringing solutions. So you are not just there to earn a living. This is the only way that you come out and you begin to do it and it becomes greater and it becomes bigger. Ah, one has One has Sometimes I learn, I learn so many things from a people who don't gather here with us. Our dad, my, my father-in-law, you know, he was working for someone um, and, and he worked for him and I didn't even know the story until one day it's like they got themselves, the people who use, who were employed by that man and they were bringing together money and lots of money and suits and everything else, they were just going to bless that man. Why? Because while he was working there, he was learning. Then a time came and he stepped out and he began his company and the company grew. Do you understand what I'm saying? That is my prayer for you and I. You will not die in employment. No child of a covenant in the scripture lived by wages. None live by wages. Am I saying you don't work? No. Am I saying you don't earn? No. I'm saying have a strategy. Where there is no plan, things fail. People fail. In fact, the Bible says my people perish for lack of knowledge. It, it, uh, do you understand what I'm saying? Yes. <laughs> Today we are talking about the vehicles of wealth creation. The vehicles of of wealth creation, of wealth creation. So the Bible says in verses 28, you know, tell me your wages and I'll give them to you. Verse 29, and he said unto him, thou knowest how I have served you and how your cattle was with me. For it was a little, hey, <laughs> before I came. And it is now increased unto multitudes and the Lord has blessed you since my coming. And now when I shall provide, uh, and now uh, when shall I provide for my own house also? Verse 31. And he said, what shall I give thee? And Jacob said unto him, you know, give me the flocks that are spotted, dotted, those ones that are bad. Those ones will be mine. All right. So the father-in-law who was Laban decides, okay, I am not just going to give you these things that are spotted and they are dotted. Because if you read through the story, you discover that the moment Jacob asked for his wages and he, was, he said to, to the man, I want to have the animals that are spotted and dotted. Those ones are the ones that I want to be my wages. All right? The Bible says that Laban went ahead and took those ones that were supposed to be his, his wages 
and put them on a journey three days ahead. That means that the next morning as Jacob is waking up to go and take of his salary, there was nothing for him to take. Do you understand what I'm saying? That was the story. That was the story that was happening. So verses 35, the Bible says, and he removed that day the he goats that were ringstraked and spotted and all the she goats that were sparkled and spotted and everyone that had some white in it and all the brown among the sheep and gave them into the hands of his son. So, and he set the three days journey between himself and Jacob. And Jacob fed the rest of Laban's flock. <laughs> so his wages are just left. Those wages were going to be given by man. But they've just left. The Bible says in verses, um, uh, verses 37, And Jacob took him rods of green pop, uh, poplar and of the hazel and chestnuts, trees, and peeled white streaks in them and made the white appear which was in the rods. And he set the rods which he had piled before the flocks in the gutters, in the watering troughs. When the flock came to drink, that they should conceive when they come to drink. And so the Bible says that he took all these, you know, sort of like trees and everything else, and he chopped them. And he allowed there to be white and black. He allowed it to have those different colors. And he put them where they would come and drink the water at the troughs. And the Bible says that when they came there, when they met, they conceived what they saw. So the covenant was working. A lot of us have not just stepped into the covenant place. That is why we do not know. Reverend Tony Kiyama used to tell us one thing. He used to say, eh, 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 you will never know how it would have been like if you don't step out. In other words, you'd be saying, hey, you, you, you'd not know how it would have been like. You already know your status quo. You already understand your status quo. Why don't you move ahead and take a step of faith? Because what if it happens? I know the question that we're always asking is, what if it doesn't happen? Yesterday, someone was saying something, was saying, um, uh, we, always, we are always afraid of putting, you know, you are told how many eggs are in the basket. You know, and you were saying, why don't you create the baskets? Why is it that your concern is the eggs in the basket and not the basket? See, this is the mentality that we need to have. The Bible says that he put them ahead and when they came, they conceived. Um, I'll, read from verse, I'll read verses 43, from verse 41 to verse 43. The Bible says, and it came to pass whensoever the stronger cattle did conceive that Jacob laid the rods before the eyes of the cattle in the gutters that they might conceive among the rods. Verse 42, but when the cattle were feeble, he put them not in, so the feeble were Laban's, and the stronger were Jacob's. Verse 43, and the man increased exceedingly and had much cattle and made servants and men servants and camels and donkeys. So now you're seeing the covenant that was spoken over his life in full force. One of the vehicles for us, for world creation, is going to be the covenant blessings. Ah, uh, should have had a greater amen. It is going to be the spoken word, the covenant engagements, the covenant blessings. 
they swing in full force and they begin to do things that do not make sense. This is biology before biology. This is science. This is, this is the hand of God at work. This is the power of God at work. How do you explain animals mating and, and they're producing what they see in their vision? A black and black. How, how do you even explain it? By the time he was leaving, it was sure. It was confirmed that the hand of God was over his life. Amen? Now before this, all these were just promises. Verses 43 was just a promise that he became prosperous, he increased, it was just a promise until there was someone to engage it. Deuteronomy 8.18, Deuteronomy 8.18, Deuteronomy 8.18, what does it say? Are you there? Deuteronomy 8.18. Deuteronomy chapter 8, verses 18. What does it say? Are you there? Are you there? What does it say? Deuteronomy 8, 18. The Bible says, But thou shalt remember the Lord thy God, for it is he that giveth thee power to make, power to create, power to get wealth, that he may establish his covenant which he swore unto thy fathers, it is as it is this day. In other words, there's a point that you can wake up and decide that there is no generational caste that will operate. You join yourself to your fathers. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? He says, but you shall remember the Lord your God who gives you power. What is that? Power. To create, to make. Is there another version that says another word? Is there another version that says another word? There is to create, there is to make, there is to get. Uh -huh. Get, produce. Yes, there is to produce. So what is he giving you? Is he giving you wealth? No. He is not giving you wealth. He is giving you the power. Do you understand what I'm saying? Up until this point... Jacob had the power to make wealth, but he had not engaged it. Every believer that you see has power. You have been given power to make wealth because we have the same fathers. And the promise was given to them. So when, when, when God looks at me, he sees the child of Abraham. He sees the, the, the children of Abraham. He sees we are the sons of Abraham, Isaac, Jacob. We, we are brought into the beloved. We are in that family by covenant. We are the true Israel. We are the true Israel. That's what the Bible says by revelation. And that's what the scripture says. We are the true Israel. He gives you the power. To make wealth. So if you don't exercise that power, you will not make wealth. It will not be because God purposed for you to be poor. The Bible says that Jesus stood on the cross and he said, it is finished. Among those things that were finished was that he became poor that you may become rich. So there is no humility in being poor. The same scripture tells you that the poor will always be, will always be, will always be servant to the other person. 
There is no humility. I know that here in Africa we were preached to that the poorer you are, the more you will enter into heaven. Because we are told, Ile sindano, Ile sindano, Ile sindano, Ile sindano. Ile sindano. You understand? The, 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 nini of a, the, nini of a, the eye of a needle. You are taught it. People do not even understand the context there is, but they, they hated riches, they hated wealth. Because wealth corrupts and everything else, they hated it. Poverty corrupts even more. I come from Lowland. Oh, I know people who poverty has driven them into which doctors and all those things. The reason they are there is because of poverty. It's because of poverty. Power can be limited by your understanding. Power can be very limited to your understanding. Because when you say it is he that gives the power, that one for you can be the anointing to make wealth. And if that is the anointing, that's fine. Then you will be walking, claiming, declaring, I have the anointing to make wealth. I have the anointing to make wealth. But before even an unbeliever comes to you and says, hey, tell me your secret, that anointing is still not showing. Do you understand? So, 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 so power can be limiting. He gives you the ability. Power can also be knowledge. Because power is to empower you. So the things that you need to be empowered of, the knowledge and everything else, the skills, everything that he needs. You see the wealth that has just been created. The Bible says he increased. He became wealthy. And he grew in camels, in everything else. So now they moved from the, 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 the sheep and the goats that he had into donkeys and, and camels and everything else. Why? Because God gave him knowledge. Go and do this and do this and do this. And he did not even question. Wealth is created. Wealth is created. Wealth is created. And if you want to travel this road easier, then principles are there. They are available. Follow the principles and you will create wealth. Follow the principles and you will create wealth. The principle dictates. For us, for us, it is different. 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 Let me give you an example. When I talk about follow principles, um, let me give you an example. No one ever becomes wealthy or rich without giving. So you hear stories of, uh, how do you call it? Bill Gates giving the entire city, what percentage to so and so? And you wonder, they are blessed. People give. Even those who are in cults, they give. <laughs> because you cannot become wealthy without giving. It's a principle. Now you come to God, God has opened for you. He's saying, hey, you know what? Bring, honor me with your first fruits. You see what I'll do. Bring your tithes. See what I'll do. Give to the poor. See what I'll do. Give to the widows. Take care of the widows. See what I'll do. You have covenant practices. These are the, the, the principles that I'm talking about. So that as you begin there, you, you, you are engaging with covenant blessings and then you begin to see the principles of business. The principles, you, they, are, they are full here in the scripture. 
The Bible tells you how not to make money, how to make money, how not to take, do what, do not covert, how to do this, how to do blah, blah, blah. It even tells you that there is a way if you go into, your children will not enjoy peace. And some of us have seen it in our lives. We'll go there. God is our source. You must understand that God is our source. God is our source. And the kingdom is our purpose. For us, it is different. God is our source. And the kingdom is our purpose. Wealth cannot be our purpose. Wealth cannot be our purpose. Because if it is, then what? Do you understand what I'm saying? But kingdom is our purpose. Look at Abraham. Abraham became so wealthy, he was wealthy. Today, we are wealthy because he was wealthy. Ah. Today, you can engage in covenant practices because he was wealthy. So, even though he did not take his money and build, apart from the, the altars that he built, he did not take his money and build a cathedral, it was for kingdom. And it has outlasted whatever cathedral that he could have built. Do you understand what I'm saying? Wealth is not a destination, it's a facilitator. Of our purpose, or for our purpose. It's kind of like marriage. Marriage facilitates the purpose of God. Marriage is not the destination. Ah, somebody say preach. Preach, preacher. Hallelujah. Isn't it amazing? The Bible says that an heir, as long as he's a child, he does not qualify to get the inheritance until such a time as he has matured. So before he matures, everything that he has is given to other people who hold it for them. Isn't it amazing? Isn't it amazing that Jacob, before maturity came to him, he had not yet seen the level of prosperity that he can be able to see. There was, there was, there was still something, there was still an embargo until he came to such a time as God entrusted him. Wealth is entrusted. That God... <laughs> that God trusts you. It is not acquired. We have to be trusted. That means that you take, you get rid of, of all the, how do you call it? All the greed that you might have. Now, this is money. This is Malawian kwacha. Someone gave this to me uh, from Statehouse Girls. Malawian kwacha is 2,000. I don't want to look at the exchange rate. But this is money. Okay? This is, this is money. You see right now here, it's just paper. If it burns, it burns. This is paper. I want to tell you that money is a spirit. Are we together? Money is a... That's why last Sunday I mentioned you must respect money. You must respect money. Money inajua mali inadharauliwa. Pesa inajua. Pesa inajua. Trust me, even those guys who, they go into their backstack and they put money all around, 
Eh, eh. Later on, they are trying to, to, to now save their life with that money. Like joy and satisfaction and peace, there are things that are just not there. One of them is in prison in Uganda today. It's called my trousers. Anyway, this is money. This, this, this is, this is money. But, 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 the money is in three. It is a spirit, it has a soul, and it has a body. This is a body. This one, you can burn it. It is paper. If I come, from, in fact, this is Malawian. If I go to Pakistan, this is just paper. You understand? The spirit of the money is the one the Bible tells you do not fall in love with. Do you understand? Because you can kill, you can do anything, you can do. This, this money is, is a spirit. So the Bible says, do not, do not, the love of money. It doesn't say that money is bad, because money is in three. The soul of the money is the value. If I enter into the Malawian border, this thing has value. If I, if I whip thousands of this, it has value. It depends on where. Even if I had a dollar, it depends. It, it, it has value to facilitate. The value facilitates. That's the soul of the money. It facilitates. The exchange rates, the nini, the value that is placed on it. it there was a time we were, we were handling, we were, we, were, we were being surprised. We were like tourists. Whenever the, the, the Zimbabwean dollar comes or the Zimbabwean money, I don't know how they used to call it. Whatever it comes, you're like, ah, yeah, yeah, this is 10 million. This is 10 million. Ah, I'm a millionaire. But you know, you cannot take it to your next bureau of the change. Do you understand? Because they don't know. His Excellency, the African father, might just decide to change the and move to another tender. So they cannot take it. So it loses value. I don't know if you understand what I'm saying. So the key is to trade wisely with this. So you get rid of the greed. So that for us, whenever we are talking about wealth, it is not for the accumulation of this. Do you understand? Whenever we are talking about wealth for us, we have the kingdom in our mind. We have a purpose. We don't just want to, it is not greed that is getting us into wealth. I know I will dress nice. Like me, I cannot dress badly because when I have money, like I know, I know where I come from. I'm just telling you, you'll see me with watches and wonder what, and if you come to tell me there are people who are sleeping hungry, I will show the people that we are feeding in Somalia. But that is not the driving force. You don't want to make wealth so that the people in your village will respect you. It makes for a good prayer to make. Oh, Father, we have been neglected. People are laughing at us. Oh, Father, let even a Range Rover come from this homestead. Oh, Father. It makes for a good spiritual prayer. But that is not our driving force. Would you allow God to search your heart at any moment that this will not be your God? The spirit of man is mammon. So if you fall in love, you fall in love with the mammon. It's why the people who are falling in love with it, they are chasing it. They are constantly chasing it. You're wondering, how, how corrupt can you be? How can you need the entire country? How corrupt? Do you know there are presidents who died 
who have left their nations with debts, and it's debts of basilicas they built, it's debt of things they did, it's debt of, you know, you, you understand, the, the Iranian, the Iranian, the Persian king who was overthrown, the guy flew things, he flew cakes and everything else from, from France, he was doing a party, you know, just to show forth, just, just doing a party, and the country, and that's how we have radicals today, because people rose up based on that, like wealth is not just for I know sometimes we look at the sheikhs, those people in Dubai that we see, we look at and we say, these people, they are wealthy. You see all these things they are doing. But that is just that. They don't have any, any, any purpose beyond that. So they just enter into hotels and say, I want to shower with Fiji water. Eh? <laughs> because uh, the soul of the money is to facilitate. I was, I was written here, you can use your health to get rich, then you use the riches to get back your health. We had a conference um, in my church, my former church, a while back, many years ago. And one of the gentlemen came in, he's a gentleman that we all know, he gave his story, uh, Bruce, Bruce. His name is Bruce, he was in charge of youth fund and everything else. And he gave us his story. And he was there saying how he, because he did not want to be poor. He did not want that. So he used to work here during the day. Um, then in the evening, fly to Mombasa. He would run a club. And he did that every day for years. In fact, the KQ guys knew him that the moment he would enter like this, he would use about 45 minutes to sleep. And then get there and work overnight and then come back here and work. And, and that thing took his health. He's saying he got to a point he did not even understand himself. He bought a brand new Mercedes and then went and put uh, uh, petrol on it and lit it on fire just to show himself that, you know, I've made it, I've done this thing. And, and he did not even understand the things that were happening because pursuit for money. So I want you to understand that without the covenants of God, you can work, 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 and in the end, you now use that which you have worked for to get back your health. May God help us. That will not be your story in Jesus' name. Because the spirit, the mammon comes to, to enslave. So you must align yourself to the kingdom covenant obligations. Align yourself to kingdom covenant obligations. The first fruits we are talking about, the tithe, giving honor, honor. You understand? They are transactional things in the kingdom of God. Belonging, being planted, being planted. Letting everything that you do become kingdom. I know most of believers have hidden themselves in that old thing called kingdom. That you know this is just for kingdom. They are doing it for the kingdom. Lakini, there are families, they are cheating on their wives, they are doing this. Yani, the only part that they got right was the kingdom mentality. They bring to church, they do ABCD. We have had cases. We have had cases where the, 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 the man, the man is cheating on the wife. But the pastor cannot rebuke the man because the man is the biggest giver. So the wife is here crying. I mean, the only thing that God tried to us, kingdom principles and wealth comes. Can I tell you the difference between riches and wealth? 
Riches is basically monetary. Something can happen and it will take it away from you. But wealth, you are perfect in health. Do you understand? Your children are goodly. So for me, it does not matter how wealthy you are. If your children are into cocaine, you are still not wealthy, as far as I'm concerned. Ah, That's what the Bible says. I desire that you may prosper in all things, even as your soul prospers. So you can't be wealthy and be tormented by demons. You can be a wealthy man in your business, yet your family is falling apart. Then you do not have true wealth. What you're talking about is riches. So if you want God's blessing, do it God's way. If you want God's blessing, do it God's way. Proverbs 10, 22, the Bible says, The blessing of the Lord, it maketh rich, and it added no sorrow with it. The blessing, the blessing, not blessings, blessing. That means that as you sit here already, you are blessed. And that blessing, it makes you rich and it has no sorrow. So that is the definition that there is no sorrow that is added unto it. So you can be rich, you can be wealthy, but there is sorrow. You can be rich, you can be wealthy, but there is sorrow. Don't you know that, that, that Job got to a place where he did not even want his life? Ah, bonus. My prayer for us is that as, as God is lifting you up, as God is making you up, you are coming to be the full expression of the blessings of God. You, you, you will not prosper in one area and not prosper in the other. It does not work like that. It's not supposed to work like that. I know we have seen it and I know we have believed doctrines that Mungu waizu kupatia kila kitu. See, that is what we are told. You understand? You know, some of these things that are said in those corridors. One time I stood and I told you that I fear soap operas more than I fear porn. Because any evil thing, you already, you, you attack it immediately. But that which comes in slowly, it mentors you, it disciples you. So my growing you kiskia, eh, na kweli mtu aizi pewa kila kitu. In conversations kwa kitchen, kweli mtu aizi pewa kila kitu. Umesikia, anakaa puwa lakini anangoa, anashirab. You understand? Uyo mza waki akon pesa akon, lakini kitambi tu. Kweli mtu aizi pewa? So even as now you come into the place of God, you believe that there are certain things that, you know, why should God bless you that you can get money, earn money, make money easily, but you cannot make your wife happy? Ah. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? May God give you revelation. The Bible says that the blessing, the blessing, not blessings, so you are blessed. Ecclesiastes chapter 10 verses 15 says, The labor of the foolish weary in Amchokesha, in Amchokesha, every one of them, because they know not how to go to the city. <laughs> they do not know how, in other words, they do not know how to translate it so that it makes wealth for them. 
it cannot prosper them because they don't know their way around the city. So the Bible says, the labor of a foolish, the work of a foolish, the labor of a foolish man. Can I read it again? Ecclesiastes chapter 10, verses 15. The labor of the foolish worried every one of them because he knoweth not how to go to the city. He does not know how to convert it. He does not know how to convert that which is laboring into something that will be beneficial. In order for us to know, then you must begin to look at yourself. Where are you now? Where are you now? Where do you want to go? If you're married, this is something that is done by all of you so that there will be corporate understanding of where you are, corporate understanding of finances, corporate understanding of it. That's one of the things that I enjoy, by the way. Allow just me to use the example. One of the things that I enjoy about Sifa and Shell, whenever I'm around them, is to hear the consultations that always go around. It is always the consultations. It is always the consultations. It is always the consultations. It is, it is the consultations that go around. It is not limiting. It is not, but it shows me that if these people get, if, if Sifa today would go and get a hundred mic somewhere, Shell will know about the hundred mic. And she will know where this is supposed to go. It's not coming. And then now we are beginning to start. Okay, so where will this thing go? It's not catching up by surprise. Why? Because there's been intentionality because we are on a journey towards creating wealth. Do you understand? We are on a journey towards creating wealth. Can I tell you something? This is 2023. There is no excuse that you will give your child of how you did not make money. Especially if you live in this generation. There is no excuse. There is no excuse. Because your daughter will even, why won't you even a socialite? An influencer of brands. Someone just whistles. And the way you can cook good ugali, why is it that you are not showing us the difference? There will be no excuse. There will be no excuse. And you will have a generation that will demand from you because we are in an opening where men are making wealth. You have a generation that will demand the answers from you. They are coming and they will demand. They will demand. The church can no longer be funded. Eh? <laughs> when others are influencing, you are praying. Can I tell you something? The 21 years, is it 21 or 20 something years that Laban, that Jacob worked for Laban, God knew. God knew his heart. God knew everything that he wanted to do. But God could do nothing. God could do, could do nothing. Sometimes your understanding can limit God. Even Jesus in his own, where he was born, he could do nothing. Yani you're praying for breakthrough and God is also praying for breakthrough over your brains and your mind. Over your eyes that you may wake up and see. Like, <laughs> God is also praying for breakthroughs. We have seen God go to Isaiah and say, There are many people, there are many people that are eating, they are praying, they are calling on my name, but whom shall I send? <laughs> Would you give God breakthrough today over your life? <laughs> give God breakthrough today over your life. Somebody give God breakthrough today over your life. 
Ah. When we went, when we were coming back this week, we were, we were in Homer Bay. So when we were coming back, we decided to pass by Sotik and uh, we met Patiem. I was meeting her for the first time. Patiem is, uh, is uh, Patricia's uh, grandma. And uh, eh? that's not her name. Patiem is grandmother. Yeah, Patiem is, is to say Dani or Shosho. Patiem is, is yeah, Patiem. Um, her name is Apostle Ruth. That's her name. Okay. And she was telling us, she was giving us her story of, you know me, I love stories. So when, and we were just having conversations about pre-independent, post, and just having the conversation of that time. Now, she's one of the people who were, were used to work in the farms and then after one week paid 50 cents. It was, it was a awesome, awesome eye-opening conversations. But as we were talking, we were talking about, someone asked a question about Mau Mau, you know, did you get to meet them? Did you get? And she was recounting to us a time when they were surrounded by the Mau Mau and they had traveled from Kipkelion to Nyanyuki. And so we were like, okay, so how did you travel? Like, how did you move? Because she had told us that in those days, you could see your relative is in another farm, and then you try to cross over to go and say hi to your auntie, and then you're shot, you know, and, and, and there's nothing. So there's no migration. So I was asking, how did you travel? And they say, we traveled by train. We boiled potatoes, and those potatoes spoiled on the way we went there. It took us three days from Kipkelion to Nyanyuki. So because we have iPhones, and we are first citizens of iPhone. We have iPhone 14. I love kuna easy iPhones in Guinea. So those with iPhones above, walienda wakangalia on Google Map how fast, you know? And we saw it was five hours. Five hours. The vehicle that you're using can determine how fast you get there. I don't know if you understand. We were, I was, we were going to Kisumu. Kisumu or somewhere, Western Kenya. And we boarded, uh, was it a bus? We boarded a bus. And one of us was going to the UK and they took a flight. And we left the same time. The guy got there and then called us. He was already in the UK. If I was going to the UK by bus, it would take me a long time. If you want to get wealthy and free through employment, it will take you a longer time. You'll be like Shosho in those days. You'll travel for three days. If you're not wise. Ah. You cannot get wealthy by employment. That's why the civil servants. <laughs> you remember the guy who was, um, what was he doing? At one of our government offices. Was it Kenyari? Was it Kenyari or someone? The guy who was, who was front office. And then he shows up, he goes to work with an helicopter. You remember that guy? Everyone is like, you are a civil servant. Where are you getting this money? There are people here who have labored for 40 years. They have grown in the ranks of the salaries and everything else. And yet they still cannot afford unless they do something else. Where you are working now, where you are employed to work now, you are a blessing there. Learn. Be the best. Walk with diligence. Walk with humility. Carry yourself with so much wisdom. Be a solution provider. Because your turnaround time has come. 
Notice I'm not even saying it is coming. Your turnaround time has come. Amen. So one of those vehicles is salary. Okay. But it doesn't have to be salary that you're earning to live. If you're under salary, please be entrepreneurial. Be entrepreneurial. Be entrepreneurial. I'm sure that right now, if, 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 for instance, we are here, there are those of us that God has called, we know, God has called them into government. But God has not called husband and wife to government. Or if God has called husband and wife to government, you have sons, you have uncles, you, have, you can run businesses. You can do it. So I have a plan. Let one of you, let one of you say that, hey, you know, for me, this thing, me, we can share it for the next four years, for the next five years. This is the goal. This is where we are going. That is if you're dating. If you're not dating, then look at yourself and say, this is what I want. This is where I'm going. So in order for me to be free at this level, then I must engage certain vehicles of wealth creation. Uh, your learning will determine how much you earn. So you can be employed, but the, because of how you have added value to yourself, you cannot be treated the same way. One as if you One of the things that is my desire to do today is to get you to prepare your way out of anything that you cannot leave to your children as an inheritance. You cannot leave employment to your children as an inheritance. You can't. Where you're working, even if you have favor, you cannot leave it to them as an inheritance. Because your boss might retire with you. So, as I was saying, if you're in health profession, start looking for ways that you can be in business profession. For interior in in business be, uh, in uh, interior business health business you're looking for your way to enter into that business. The number two vehicle is real estate. One of the things that I love about Kenya and Africa mostly, I don't know about Tanzania, <laughs> because of their system of governance, and I don't know about Uganda, because of their strong man in governance. But one of the things about Kenya and most of African countries is that we live in a cash society. We live in a cash society. So even if there is a recession, your house will not see recession. Do you understand? Your house will not see recession. So 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 we went through COVID, the houses in South B that were 40,000 they are still 40,000. Which means it's one investment that you cannot go wrong. Let me even go ahead and tell you this, that the blessings of God over the children of Israel was land. It is land then flowing with milk and honey, the things that are over it, the things that are under it, but it is land. So as God begins to raise you, and the reason why I'm mentioning, I know these are things that you can, you can, you know, you can find anywhere. But the reason I want to mention them here is because I want you to begin asking God. That as I speak to you, let your spirit be stirred so that you can understand, you can grab one, you can grab two, you can grab three and decide this is, this is what I want. God, give me this. Or even if you still have another vehicle, maybe you have intellectual properties, another vehicle for wealth creation. 
and you're telling God, I want to invent things. I want to do this. I want to, to, to add value to things. Whether it's not invention, sometimes it's just adding value. You understand? To things that have already been created or things that are already there. But God gives you that uh, copyright, music, books, we talked about it, intellectual properties. You're looking at it and you're telling God, God, I want this, but I also want this, but I also want this. Remember, multiple streams of, of income. Of income. So our society is different from U.S., where it's a credit society. So so when everything crumbles, I've never understood how one can be living in a mansion in a place that is way better, 10, 100 times better than current. They live in a mansion, nini, nini, their, their pet have doctors, they're nini, like they're living a good life. And then just in one day, there's a crash and they lose everything and they're going to pushing carts into the streets. They're living in the streets because they, are live, they live in a credit society. So here you can invest in that infrastructure. Invest. 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 Real estate will always appreciate you. Remember I said, you don't wait to buy land, you buy land and, and wait. When, when we went to check out our land in Nanyuki, we were there, and there's the gentleman who had seen it before, who had facilitated everything else. He was there, and he was telling us that, you know, now, even if our land is being sold in the Bundus, and it's even been sold for 20000 because of how far it is, he will buy it. Because towns are coming. Shopping centers are coming. The government roads are coming and compensation is coming. <laughs> Do you understand what I'm saying? So buy, buy, buy. Believe God for it. <laughs> Believe God for it. <laughs> Believe God for it. Sitting with that gentleman today in the Uber, he was telling me how he has not gone to school. He left it at class 8. And da, 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 da. Isn't it amazing that someone will be a chemical engineer and you're paying rent to someone who the education got them to class 8? <laughs> Isn't it amazing? <laughs> Something must change with us. Something must change with us. Something must change with us. That when we boast of our degrees, of our nini, we are free. Other people are living in our own houses. The goal, you see, the goal again is not, I'm not just telling you, you need to have your own house. You can even have your house and still pay rent somewhere else. I'm just saying, wealth creation. Wealth creation. The driving force for some of our parents was, we build a house so that we don't pay rent and then we are free. Then that money that you have, it goes into doing something else. What else? Either it would, it, would, it would have been paying rent, now it's just paying another school fee. So you are not free. You are not liberated. The fact that you are not paying rent does not make you free. Ah. If your real estate is bringing in income and bringing in money, you are free. Maybe next week we'll go into the deep spiritual things of God. Ye katapaya. So that I would hear amen. Because this thing is about wewe kuchanuka. It's about you waking up. It's about you stopping the generational ignorances. 
we were having a conversation yesterday, remember, and we were talking, and then you mentioned something. You said, no wonder, no wonder the people who come, most people from most, not they are not here in Awakening Church. In fact, they are not even in this vicinity of Nairobi. That, 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 that. Someone goes to school, they are number one, they are A student, then there's a Kasi minor, Kadi guy up The guy comes out, he's not going to university, but there's no generational ignorance. The guy goes and hustles and does everything else, and then he employs the other guy. Because the education system has taught you to be, to be a servant. To cram, to be a good employee, but not to get out of your box. So the greatest deliverance is the day that you change your mind. The third thing is money market. The third thing is money market. It's a financial vehicle. Bonds. We're having a conversation about bonds. You can buy bonds, stocks. Do your research. Get to know about it. Don't hear those stories of, you know, so-and-so bought and then this happened. Don't be discouraged by things that you're not a first um, witness. All right? Do your research. Gives you money. In fact, I don't know if you know this. By the time a company is opening up their stocks for you to go and buy, people already made money with it for years. So <laughs> eh, they want to now make more money from it or even sell. So you, when you're going to buy the stocks, they're already making five, ten times. Maybe they bought it at, at 100 million. They bought once for 100 million. One, you know, now they bought it at one bob. Now they're selling it at 16 bob. So you, you're the, hey, I'm going to make to clean this stock. So even in stocks, we must endeavor to be the one selling, creating the basket. That's why I'm praying for your companies. When I see your companies, I'm not seeing a company that is just located somewhere in Gidurai. I'm seeing a company that can grow, a company that grows, that becomes big, a company that stands and decides, you know what, we are now taking in, we are going into the Nairobi Stock Exchange. We are taking it there. Can that be our goal as a church? Amen. That the businesses that we have, we are carrying each other, we are lifting each other, we are buying from each other, we are advertising each other, we are praying over each other. But also, the covenant we are going for is the greatest. Is, we are not going for small things. We are not going for small things. Even, even if what you are selling is a pen, it's not a small thing. We are looking into a company, we are looking into supply, we are looking into East Africa, we are looking into Uganda, we are looking into Namibia, we are looking into Europe. So it's a pen, but you can choose, it becomes a local kiosk, or you can choose to be a distributor. So that we come to a place where we offer, we offer, to an extent that multinational companies, one of the things that, let me tell you, can I prophesy this over us? We create a demand right now in boards. Boards, 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 boards of companies, boards of parastatals, boards, boards, governments, 
We create a space for you. In the name of Jesus. We create a space for you. There will be a demand for you. And we decree and declare the wisdom that you have that is unique begins to shine. Begins to come forth. Because men come to the light. Men go to the hill. Men come to the light. You are that light. You are that hill. In the name of Jesus. So I prophesy our presence in boards. I prophesy our presence in the multinational companies. In the name of Jesus. Our presence in the decision-making table. Our presence in the place of consultancy. In the name of Jesus. I declare, declare as I waited in church. Before opportunities open up, you will know it. Years before. And you will not just know it. You will be a participator. You will determine how things work. You can choose to concentrate on the eggs in the basket. Or you can choose to concentrate on building the basket. Can I pray a prayer? Father, in the name of Jesus, I ask, may we be a vehicle of wealth generation to other churches, to other kingdom people, to other businesses, to our relatives, to the poor, in the name of Jesus. This is good news to the poor. That means that you have moved from just becoming one who is blessed to a stakeholder in the blessing. You have moved from becoming just one who understands the principles of God to one who decides the partnership with you is prosperity. That was the life of Abraham. The man went with him. He did not even need to speak a blessing of a Lord's life. Lord just became wealthy because of following a man. I declare we're wicked in church. We will make men wealthy. We will create vehicles. We will charter new paths. We will redo the old paths. We will rebuild ruins in this city as far as the kingdom of God is concerned. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. This is our DNA's awakening church. Wherever we are all over the world, we create vehicles for wealth creation. In the name of Jesus, by our our ideas, by our platforms, men will be made wealthy. By our intellectual properties, men will be made wealthy. In the name of Jesus. God wants you to be a blessing, not just to be the one who is blessed. You are a carrier of the covenant. When you are a carrier of the covenant, you are a carrier of the covenant. Only carriers of the covenant can extend covenant. Ah, When you are a carrier of the covenant, you can extend the covenant. That is why Lot is blessed, yet he's not a carrier of the covenant. But because he hangs out with the man who is a carrier of the covenant, the blessings begin to, to come forth. The time that Laban is seeing off uh, his son-in-law and Jacob begins to bring the cattle and put them there to... It's because they came close to the carrier of the covenant. So now the sheep prospered. The donkeys prospered. We read it here and we saw that those that were feeble, they were lovers. The ones that were strong were his. They gave, they, they, they saw the tree that was in front of them, spotted. And the Bible says they conceived and they brought out that which they see. Why? Because the carrier of the covenant. We are coming in as carriers of the covenant of God. Awakening church, you and I are carriers of the covenant 
of God. Prosperity for you is not a blessing that is a promise. No, it is something that you have engaged with to an extent that God has given you the liberty to bless others. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. We have business entrepreneurship. We have network association. In that place of network association, I pray for you. Let it be that whoever is associated to you, they will find benefits. They will prosper. They will have good advice always. They will never stray on their ways because you constantly have the direction of God. You constantly have the words of God. You are constantly building. That which comes from your mouth is constantly building. But also, I pray over you, may God help you to make meaningful relationships. That the covenants that you have, they protect you. To an extent that even if you will enter into offices and everyone says how evil that person is. But because whoever you come into contact with, they become a meaningful association. You prosper. You find favor. Can I tell you what I told you before? No covenant son of God prospered through ages. It has not changed. It was the same for Abraham. It was the same for Isaac. It was the same for Jacob. It is the same for you. So as you use wages as a vehicle, may God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes. May God open your eyes that you understand you are a servant of God. You are not a servant. You know, what's are your civil servant? They are just telling you because, because wages are from the root word, the payment that was given to slaves. When we talk about labor force, we see ourselves. That's why whenever I'm, I'm speaking over your life that you will create employment, Notice, I'm always speaking and saying their children will go to schools, good schools. Their, their families will be held together. In other words, you are not there to give wages. You are there to be a blessing unto the people that are working for you or working with you. You are there to broaden their vision. You are there to lift them up. You are there to, as a father over them. You are there as a, as a mentor. You are there. You're not just there as an employer who has employees. Things must be different. Can you stand to your feet? The wealth transfer that is talking that, that is being spoken about. You have all heard it that there's a wealth transfer. There's a wealth transfer. Well, as far as I'm concerned, it's not a transfer. Because it is my covenant promise. <laughs> Some of you are still waiting for that wealth transfer. It is my covenant promise that I reign. So, if the Bible says, 
the blessing of the Lord, it makes rich and it unblessed. You and I, we are blessed. So really what we are waiting for is the emergence of sons who come and they fully, they are the expression of the fullness of God. In spirit, in power, in person, in wealth. In everything that Christ has made and set free. So that wealth that is coming from the unrighteous, that is a marupurupu. That one is an added advantage into what you are doing. But you are blessed. You are blessed that even if there is no uh, wicked man around you whose wealth will be transferred to you, you are still wealthy. So don't just be waiting for the wealth of the unrighteous is stored up for the righteous. Don't be waiting for the unrighteous. You, you are blessed already. Exercise the ones that you have. The Bible says that Jacob grew exceedingly. Do you know what that is? Exceedingly. Ah, Exceedingly. He didn't just grow wealthy. He wasn't just prosperous. Exceedingly prosperous. That means that it's even sin to mention. It's like the blessing of Job. How do you, how do you, it's like the blessing of Solomon. How do you quantify? How do you even stand and say that this is a God? God who knows that there are still people on the earth in those days who are sleeping hungry. He gave Solomon so much. Because God is our source. Kingdom is our purpose. So don't make the prayer of David because you are not David. David did not have the Holy Spirit within him. So here you are, you are tongue-talking, demon-chasing, you are 40-day fasting, you are iPad-carrying, chuck-sliding, and then you're like, oh God, do not give me so much more because I might be corrupted, just give me a little. You are not David, you are empowered. You can easily, the Bible says, unto him who is able to keep you from falling. So why don't you tell God, Father, give me exceedingly abundantly above because you are able to keep me from falling. And then now we begin to lend to nations. Ah, do you understand what I'm saying? In the days of Joseph, lending to the nations was different from our day today. Today you need money. Have you had the money that, that the Kenyan government is borrowing from China? Money. You cannot just be blessed. You have a caveat, and then you want to loan the government. My prayer is this. We will gather here. 16, 14, 45, 100, 30, 40 of us on a Sunday that we did not even plan. You just came to church the way you are. And then we are like, by the the government, these people have not paid salaries. Can we choose? Can we pay salaries today? And as the church, not at the hey, we have an Arambe, let's call the president, let's call so and so that they come, they give to us. No, we are the, we are the, God is our source. We are the ones who are living with the source. This is our year. This is our year. I pray for you wherever you are today in the name of Jesus. First of all, if there is any generational ignorance in your head, in your family, in the patterns of your family, we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. We rebuke it in the name of Jesus. I decree and declare that you come to yourself. The Bible talks of the prodigal son, and the Bible says that he, when he came to himself, he said, what am I doing here with these pigs? What am I doing here eating this? When he came to I pray over you. May you come to yourself today in the name of Jesus. May you rediscover your royalty in the name of Jesus. May your eyes open 
in the mighty name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, we eliminate curse, every sort of curse, every sort of limitation, in the name of Jesus, we eliminate it, every doctrine that causes you to live in a way that does not glorify God, we destroy it in the name of Jesus. Now, if Mormon, the spirit of money has taken precedence over your life, today we repent in the name of Jesus. Ah, we repent, we shift that focus in the name of Jesus. Money, the love of money cannot enslave us. Money is not our source. Money is not our God. We denounce in the name of Jesus. We denounce in the name of Jesus. Money works for us. We don't work for money. We don't work for money in the name of Jesus. Ibradashka, we don't work to earn. We work to learn. We don't work to earn in the name of Jesus. I, I want you to pray. I want you to pray. If you know that the love of money... Just, just repent, repent, repent before God. Father, we ask for mercy. Every time that money has stopped us from doing anything, every time that we have looked at money, we have glorified money. Father, I pray every time that instead of looking unto the hill, looking unto the Lord, where our help comes from, we looked unto money. We were discouraged because of money. We repent in the name of Jesus. We repent in the name of Jesus. We ask for mercy in the mighty name of Jesus. We declare today that the spirit of money will not enslave us. Ah, Rabish Kalebadia. We declare the soul of money, the purpose, the value of money works and facilitates, facilitates, facilitates in the name of Jesus. Our kingdom assignment, our purpose in life facilitates the things that we want to do in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, the Bible says, ask, ask. And it shall be given. Ask in my name. And my father will give it unto you. And so today we just come to ask. We come to ask. The Bible says. The earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. We pray today. Show us. Open our eyes. Direct us to the vehicle. That will make us owners. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. But I also pray because the Bible says, Ask of me of the nations, and I will give it to you. The ends of the earth for your inheritance. So today, I pray over every company that you're giving us. I ask Jehovah God, let it never know borders. In the name of Jesus, I ask let every company that you're giving us, we call it multinational, we take it unto the nations, we declare that in the nations, men will make wealth, in the nations, men will, will enjoy marriage, that men will take their children to school, there will be liberation all over the world because of the businesses that you're giving us. I pray, Jehovah God, that even if our businesses start local, I thank you that there will be the stories all over the world in the mighty name of Jesus. We do not ask for that which is small. We ask for that which is big because you are able to do exceedingly abundantly far and above that which we can ask, think, or even dream or imagine in the name of Jesus. I pray over our intellectual properties. I pray that years and years and years to come, people will be purchasing. People will benefit from them in the name of Jesus. I take it that royalties will reward us as a house. Royalties will reward us. Those that you have given them intellectual properties. I pray that 
it will reward us in the name of Jesus. It will reward us. Father, we ask for land. Would you give us land? Would you help us? Would you open our eyes and that power that you have given us to make well? Would you open our eyes and show us how to exercise? Would you constantly lead our steps? Order our steps into our inheritances in the name of Jesus. I ask for land. I ask for real estate. I ask for houses. I ask that we will be a church that is full of landlords. A church that is full of farmers. A church that is full of excavators. A church that is full of miners. A church that is full of a people that, 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 that are surveyors, that have lands, that sell lands. A church that is full of people. Give us land. Give us tangibles. Give us land in the name of Jesus. Give us real estate. Give us the, the, the wheat to work around it. Give us the wisdom to go around it. Give us, give us the ability to build, the ability to cause things to stand, the ability to have great visions and designs in the mighty name of Jesus. I speak of our businesses. I pray over every stock. <laughs> Father, I thank you that wherever we will put our money, in fact, some companies, some stock companies will stand because our money is there. Our money will never burn. No company will ever fall with our money there. It doesn't matter. It can be the money from the usher. It can be God, the money will, from the one who has just come to this church once and he's saying, hey, I'm, I'm in this family. Our money, wherever it goes, we pray that it will bring forth. Our bonds will appreciate the stocks and, and everything that we invest in as far as money market is concerned. It will bring forth in the name of Jesus. I also pray that you give us the wisdom to create vehicles, that we will be the vehicles that cause it to happen in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you in Jesus' mighty name.